And welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast brought to you by New York Sports Nation. And we're here on our Tuesday episode to talk about individual games, highlights, players we liked, players we didn't like. This week, there'll be a lot of players we liked. And uh, nothing like a 7-1 to one loss to the Baltimore Orioles to start off your week. Uh, Ryan, you were at this game, so impressions of the cat. How did you feel about it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What? Let's just, just talk think, about the cat. I just think um, the game shouldn't count because there was a cat and it clearly cursed. <laughs> cursed the night, yes. So. Yes. <laughs> no, I, but, <laughs> um, it, it was funny because he Andrew Haney looked pretty good at the gate and people were like, oh, is this going to be like, is he going to be a guy for us? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I went and got food and went to the bathroom and I hear the crowd just uh, throw it back, throw it back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was in right field and I, you know, I hear, like, mm. I hear it twice and I'm like, okay, that's, that's bad. So, yeah. um, I got by the time I got back to my seat, it was four nothing, and Ugh. but um, yeah, and then the Yankees couldn't hit Lopez, who was one of the worst starting pitchers in the in the league this year. But you know, judging by uh, just what happened the rest of the week, you, you you can't really hold on to this game too much. You know, can't be too mad about it. The cat was funny. I did get an I, I get did get a funny video of it. Um, it <laughs> you was, did. Cool. Yeah, I was um, I was walking around the second deck in right field, and I got a I got a good angle on it. I was right above the bleacher creatures, and they were chanting MVP. Right there you <laughs> but go. As it, as it it juked out our uh, our grounds crew. So, um, well, you know, and and in keeping with uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned something. I don't know if anybody had heard it in the previous podcast about you know was my my mumbled status of connectivity trying to get into the uh, trying to get into the podcast with Ryan last week. But I did mention, you know, here it is. We're back in division games and you got to be careful with the, with the Orioles. You just, you know, they, they yeah. were, the what were we were four and three or something like that against the Orioles prior to this series. And then they go ahead and throw that bad bomb in the first game. So that had me worried, but then we get to the rest of the series. Yeah. So, Game one sucked. Let's get to the 13-1 victory, which was a total switch up. Luis Hill's uh, debut, six innings pitch, four hits allowed, only one walk, six strikeouts. This becomes kind of a pattern pattern for him. Just we'll talk about him a lot more a little bit later. Just dominant coming out, and the Yankees just – had a really good third inning to put up most of their runs and kind of sealed the game early so that Hill could just go out and do his thing and not being really worried about, you know, he didn't have to worry about keeping it yeah. close. He just had to go out there and pitch because the Yankees gave him a big lead early. And that's it was, like it was on your debut. nothing in the fourth. So, yeah. 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 So he kind of just he got to relax, and that's that's good, especially on your your first day in the big leagues, 
you come out, you show you have stuff on top of it, you don't have to worry about protecting a lead or anything. And I think beyond his performance, this was just a good outlook game. Any? Yeah. Well, every, everyone who pitched, everyone who pitched was making their major league debut in this yeah. game. Not, not just Heel. It was uh, Stephen Ridings mm -hmm. and uh, Karner. Karner. I'm not sure how to say his name. To be, but um, yeah, Stephen Ridings came into this game, and I was like, I was like, whoa, this yeah. guy looks nasty. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy. And he's throwing hundred. Who is this like, guy? Where, I'm like, where where was this guy when we were using Brooks Krisky a couple weeks ago? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, nice, nice relaxing game to watch, though. And, and all of a sudden, you're saying, "Huh, okay." Post deadline, and then all of a sudden, we're bringing bringing more kids up that we didn't even know about. Holy, yeah, God, what are we doing here? You know, heel riding, Kerner, come on. Yeah, I, I think I think something that stood out to me for this game is that kind of with something Brian alluded to in the last game in the last episode, the Monday episode, is that the Yankees didn't hit home runs to win, and I feel like the Yankees are kind of not playing a better brand of baseball, but a very different brand of baseball since the yep. deadline. Oh, it's a better brand of baseball. You, oh, can you, just want to go <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to be political and tiptoe around it, but they, they've they just played a lot more I effort, mean, a lot more fight, just not making bonehead decisions. It's just been better. The base running is just night and day. I mean, I know yeah. the base running is like, I mean, they're aggressive, but also like not running into outs. I mean, when you're running yeah. into as many outs as they were earlier in the season, that's going to take runs off the board and end innings early. So, and okay. this is something I wanted to ask Lab last on Monday podcast, but it seemed like a Tuesday podcast episode. Like, what, like, what do you guys think happened? Like, what other than the trade deadline, do you think there was coaching or just someone yelling at them to like make this shift? Because it just seems incredibly drastic. And I know like we touched upon it a little bit, like this is a, just a better team with like the additions they've made in yesterday, Monday's podcast. But like, do you think that there's more to it? Like, yeah, I saw, I, I, go ahead, bro. Yeah. All right, I think <clears throat> here's two things that are extremely notable that that are that are that are different than the first off they're they're, they're being more aggressive in the running. Glaber Torres is is running so much more this year uh, yeah. or, or now. But then you have uh, and he's getting on base, which is even better, right? He's getting on base, which means he can run. And so, uh, but but here's the other thing, Rizzo, okay. Rizzo is pumping him to right, you know, upper deck shots in right field and opposite field line drives. He's hitting all over the field, okay. Yeah. And and then Gallo bunting against the shift and getting on base, you know. I mean, you have you have them doing stuff that they were that maybe they weren't capable of doing it because the guys that were in the lineup weren't able to do it. So, but I, I, you know, I I think just the two new those two new guys and what they're doing all of a sudden every and and we're we're having singles line drive base hits to win games. We're not trying to kill the ball. We're trying to just meet the ball and put it in play. 
And yeah. And there's no punt games too. You know, there's been a change of mindset with that too. I mean, I think that's part of like just they've lost too many where they they need every game now. But like yeah. they weren't doing they were doing that in April. It was like, okay, we, even if they lost the first two games of a series, they send a punt lineup out there for the third game and yeah. you know, the Detroit Tiger series was I mean, that was the series where we were like, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I also want to credit Matt Blake too. You know, he's done a really good job with the the pitching staff. He's turned Jamison Tyone into someone who we maybe even dreaded seeing on the mound. And I am, I mean, right now he's the ace of our staff with Cole and Mont- yep. Montgomery out, but yeah. you know, I'm excited to see him pitch tonight, you know, because that, I mean, so he's got a he's got a one point one one point one seven or something like that it's ERA. Something. It's in, something in crazy. Several starts, like seven or eight, seven starts or something. Yeah, his ERA, his ERA could get under under four tonight with a good game. And that's that's kind of crazy where we were at. Where what a month and a half ago we we're talking about? Oh no, Tyone's about to be hovering around six. And yeah. that's we're in a whole different world with him. The Phillies game was one, and after that is when it took a turn for right. the better. Yeah. Yeah. But if if that's what it took for him to flip the switch, I I would, I'm fine with that game happening. Yeah. Uh, anything else on this second Orioles game? The Yankees kind of just came out and bashed, and that's all. Nope. That's Not all you can ask for. Um. After winning 13-1, to the Yankees win 10-3, even though this was not as, I don't know, not as dominant early, I would say. The Yankees kind of, it went into the, what, seventh tied? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was, was tied in the fifth, and then the Yankees didn't really take the lead till the seventh, so... Mm-hmm. This was, different feel. this was something, I mean, this is something I hadn't really felt much this year where I was like, they're down three, nothing, but I'm confident in them coming back. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the Rizzo at bat in the first inning. <laughs> it was like, he hit six, six or seven fly ball home run, like yep. foul ball home runs. I'm like, okay, he's going to like straighten him out at some point. Yeah. And then he hits he hits the home run off Harvey in the fourth inning. And I'm like, okay, we're okay. I think we're gonna be good here. Um, you know, Tyone, I, I I have it in the notes that he he got unlucky in the first inning. Um, I think he ha- I think it was like there was an error or something that that might have um, allowed a run to score. And then um, the second run he gave up was on a blooper that was like not hit hard at all, and um, it, it just dropped in and left field gave up the second run. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good to, it was good to have, it was good to have them come back and be confident in them coming back, like, and have full faith in them coming back in that game. Yeah. And this is the first, was this the first time all season that they did double digit, they had, they had double digit back to back, uh, run scoring games. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, this wasn't. Like, usually you're feeling nervous going to the seven for the eighth inning tied at three, but it just felt like the Yankees, 
like this team had it figured it out. And especially with this lineup, you felt like, all right, they're going to, they're going to get something, something's going to click and it's going to happen before the end of the game. And whether they win by two runs or seven runs, they're going to find a way to win this game. And I kind of, that's hey, how this game felt. This was also a, a big game for DJ. Where oh, he yeah. got he got the tying hit, and then he also got the go ahead hit. So I yeah, mean, it was good to see because after Monday night, I mean, people were people were getting real mad at DJ too. I mean, I I was frustrated with him because like it was like, man, how many how many double plays are we gonna hit you into here? But you know, it was it was good to see him have. I, I think it was back to back good games because he got the Yankees on the board uh, the night before. So. Mm-hmm. Which kind of, I mean, there was a nerve. There was a nervous energy when he got that hit in the, the second game. It was like, okay, it's like, okay, we're good. We're good here, you know. So yeah, it was good to see him have two good games in a row. I think, I think now, like, we no longer need to be like reliant on DJ to win games. Like, kind of last year, where we were like, all right, if DJ can, the Yankees go a, as DJ goes, you know. It, but it's exactly. no longer that. But. If you but, get that DJ at some point, though, watch out. So yeah, the Yankees can go as far in the playoffs as a good DJ can take them, if that's if that's mm-hmm. the different mindset where yeah. you can win games without DJ, but DJ will be very crucial in a sense. And um, yeah, this you was... know, I think one of the things that's kind of interesting talking about DJ is. With Rizzo in the lineup and Benton right behind him now, and they've moved Judge down to the three-hole, right, when Rizzo's in the lineup. Um, <clears throat> you know, do you think there's a concept that they were pitching around DJ? Or I guess, you know, the fact that he's making such bad contact and hitting everything into the ground, that, that didn't help anything. But um, I Yeah, I, I just I, think he was making – he was just hitting too many ground balls. You know, I mean – those were sneaking through in past years, but he was also yeah. driving the ball into right center and right. hitting liners to liners to the out. It was like automatic two game two yeah. two hit games for him. But you know. yeah, so I, for two games, two games the Orioles, the Yankees looked like the they were playing the 2019 version of Orioles. So yeah, yeah, pretty Yankees took advantage. It would have been nice to have a sweep and then. It's a bigger streak, but you know, we'll we'll take what we can get right now in yep. Yankee Land. Uh, anything else on the Orioles series, or jump right into the Mariners? Just a series win, another series win. Let's keep going. Another series win. All right. So this Mariners series had a lot more impact than what you would have thought coming into the season, and. Were they tied for the wild card spot the second? I mean, were they tied coming into this series, or they didn't look so. at the standing I before? I think they were a game ahead. Yeah, they did. Okay, but it the Yankees kind of extended their lead over them, and that's kind of just what you needed. Uh, Yankees win three out of the four games. And honestly, it's really hard to sweep four games in the MLB. So just taking three is awesome. So let's go into game one, which is a 
5-3 win for the Yankees coming off of kind of the bat off of Gallo where you're down one into the seventh and Gallo can prove that he can erase those kind of leads very quickly. And that was kind of that big moment. And like, it is high. It is high. It is just far enough. (laughs) <laughs> to go over for the home run. I yeah. mean, it was what that's 315 feet there or something like that, and, and he put it yeah. 317 feet. So <laughs> yeah, he, he got it just over the wall. He got it. He hit it far enough to <laughs> yeah. seal the game. Eh, that's kind of all that matters. And, and I think, yeah. The good news I was, mean, it, it the John it Sterling good. call was great, though. I mean. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I was, yeah. I mean, for I mean, you can tell that like he, Joey Gallo, it means a lot to him to play for the Yankees too. You know, oh, yeah. he was saying it after the game that like ten year old me would have been crying knowing what, no, <laughs> if if he knew he was going to do this. Um, yeah, he wants <laughs> to make an impact because you know he knows what it means. He he knows what being a Yankee means and what comes with it and he wants to perform. So you can see he's kind of, you, you could see throughout the first week he was, he was trying hard and he was maybe even pressing a little bit, but I mean, to, for him to have that moment, it's, I'm almost happy that it was a short porch home run. Cause it's like, Hey, you can use that now. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, very true. like very you can, true. You, you can do that. <laughs> you can, ju- you can miss a ball and <laughs> still hit it to the, the second row. So it was yeah. cool to see. It was a good comeback. Good comeback win. And and I guess that started like a, a trend in this game, in this series. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And especially um in the Orioles series, they lost big and won big. So they didn't really have to use their bullpen arms. So going Cortez Green Britain Chapman is that definitely helped out, especially when you can have someone like Gallo who can just kind of seal a game for you when, when you need him to hit that home run. And he did. Um, That only made me more excited for Gallo. I would say like that, that was great to just see. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I I totally kind of agree with Ryan where like you can, you can hit the ball over there and you can make it work and we'll, will be okay. He's gonna hit some bombs, but you know, you could you can you can hit some pop ups that that sneak out too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be okay with all of his line drive doubles. I mean he's had like three yeah. or four of those since he's been with us. So his his yeah. first single was the bunt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um yeah it's like when it when he's swinging away when he gets a hit it's like almost always an extra base hit which is which is good. And I think he he just runs so hard that he can't like he's gonna do it. He's he's gonna be able to stretch some maybe not stretch a lot of singles into doubles, but he'll be able to get across the line and get there. Um, game two. Yeah, are you ready? This yep. will be the walk off win. Brett Gardner kind of 
coming in the eleventh and hitting that walk off ball, and that's kind of that kind of seals the deal there. Hey, but hey, I wish I, game. I wish Giancarlo Stanton would get a, a clutch hit one time. <laughs> uh, credit where yep. credit is due he had a huge hit and it, yeah. it was with two outs in the 10th inning to yeah uh, it's like i thought we were i thought it was done at that point but you know the that hit the, the ball sneaks in right center and i think it, i forget who scored but you know it was it's like oh my god <laughs> and then when um uh i heard um Abreu came in in the top of the eleventh too, and he got and he got a clean inning. So big, big props yeah. to him as well. And yeah, but Gardner, like, and that was a great bullpen game. So they yeah, the bullpen really showed off in that one. That that's why that that this is one of the main point main reasons I I put I wanted to talk about that the the pitching and the bullpen in the Monday episode because I mean there's just a lot of guys came in and performed well against a good team too. Yeah, the whole no one pitched over and what over an inning. The closest that we got was Wandy, who pitched one and two thirds, and to start the game, yeah. to start to start the game, and that's it. Yeah. So that's that's kind of crazy, and the crazy thing is that going into we're not going to talk about it right now but going into our next series i feel like the bullpen is intact even though we had a massive bullpen game so i really like yeah. the pitching management that kind of went on for the rest of the series to kind of get everybody back up to not a hundred but back up to feeling good and i think like this this game was special for the bullpen for a stanton 10th inning single and gardner kind of closing out the game and yes, Stanton never comes up in the big moments, guys. It's, <laughs> it's proven. I saw, I saw a tweet like a week or two ago, and it was like Giancarlo Stanton has the most go-ahead hits on the team. It's like you would never expect it, but you know somehow yeah. he, he leads the team in go-ahead hits. You know, so I mean, hopefully, hopefully he he hits heats up a little more you know, and has one of those hot streaks like he had in April, which would, would be huge. Oh, that'd be wonderful. So, that would be wonderful. Yeah. If I mean, we could get uh, – the potential of this lineup is incredible. Mm-hmm. Just uh, – if everybody got hot at the right time all at, all yeah. at once, I I don't know how they're <laughs> not putting up 10 runs a night. Before we move on to the third game, like these aren't – these the three wins weren't like – weren't pretty or anything, but you know, yeah. a, a good team wins ugly too. So yeah, I mean, that's it was good to see. Well, like talking about that, like early in the season, the Yankees were losing. They were losing wins, and they were kind of this yeah. is these this isn't winning losses, but they're winning bad games, and. The Yankees just weren't doing that earlier in the season where kind of every situation that kind of was like this, like if we played this series the same exact way, what, a month ago, maybe the Yankees win one or two. Yeah. And you're not talking about like the Yankees had a chance to sweep and it's a, it's a whole different world. And I think, you know, we, we talked about it like quite a lot over the last two episodes 
well, this episode and last episode, the the Yankees are a totally different team right now than a couple weeks ago. So that's that's good. Uh, game four. Game three. Game three. Game three. Ooh, skipped one. Game three was another kind of just come back from behind, and the Yankees took a big sixth to kind of win this game. Heaney comes out. And yeah. I think a redemption game for Heaney in the sense it's of... like he had nothing in the first couple. Yeah. And then he it, somehow got through six after I that. Feel like, I feel like it was the reverse of his last start where his first innings, you were yeah. like, that's really good. And it fell off a cliff. And this game was like, oh, we're back here again. Oh, wait. He's starting to figure it out a little bit and not we're not winning, but he's keeping us in the game. And he does he does end the day with a win. So he found a way to do his thing. When they went down when they went down two to nothing in the first inning. When they went down two to nothing in the first inning, I was like, Oh no. But I really think I really think one of the one of the saving moments for the game was Judge coming up in the bottom half and and at least cutting the cutting the uh, cutting the lead in half, you know that that injected some life in what probably could have been an otherwise dreary dreary time. That, but, that was big because that was right after I think it was Rizzo grounded into a double play, and yes, it would have yeah. been like it would have been like okay, we're we're off to one of these starts here, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm hitting that helped, um, and then Odor with the porch job. <laughs> which was oh, final. God. That was a funny home run because like no one thought it was even a fair ball. You could see Odor, the catcher, and the ump were all like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and it snuck into the first row. Um, yeah, Mariners. Uh, hey, Mariners fans, if you're listening, <laughs> if any Mariners fan listens to this, hey, congrats on finding a deep cut Yankee podcast. But you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you hit some porch porch jobs too this weekend. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it equals out a little bit. Yeah, it, it was a little even, but uh, the Yankees hit the hit the crucial ones. We'll say yep. they hit they hit two massive porch jobs. That and kind of big. Like, a big hit by Higgy in this game too, you know. To oh tie yeah. It. And this was the DJ base running thing was more of like the the Mariners being dumb, like forgetting yeah. about the runner. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like what do you do? Yeah. If, if the guy's going to step on first, you stop. And I think yeah. that that was the smartest move, DJ. DJ had right there was just okay. Well, hey, listen, they they've got to tag you now, and. And uh, he he bolting in from third base, but uh, you know Michael K's call was the best. And they let the they let the leading run score. What <laughs> you know? And it was <laughs> it's funny. I read um, some Mariners fans were saying uh, that the 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 Mariners feed since they're watching on the monitor, they're like, oh, that's such a huge play to get out of it. And then they come yeah. back from commercial, and it's oh, by the way, Higgy scored on that. <laughs> But I guess this was the game too that we found out that uh, um, you 
know, the Cuban missile was going down with uh, with left left arm, left left elbow soreness. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and of course, Higgy's playing because Sanchez is on the uh, on the COVID IL now. So, yeah, um, I think so. Again, a, a good game for the bullpen to just pick it up and and uh, John Lewaska to get the close to, to, to get the close uh, opportunity and to make the save. So see. I love that. I think I think Clay Holmes struck out the side in his full yeah. inning that he got and then he went another out and then they brought in Joely Rodriguez, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loisica has said that he likes the moment when he closes too. So I mean, oh, good. so he he likes closing. Yeah, he likes the intensity of it and he enjoys yeah. it. So I think this who they brought in this game for the bullpen with Holmes, Rodriguez, and Loisica. I think that's such like two people we traded for, which were kind of like low key trades that people were kind of upset about getting homes because we lost Hoy Park and Rodriguez was kind of a throw in with Gallo and both of them coming in big moments. And Loisga has been the, not the best reliever we have, but definitely someone who's made Yankee fans very, very happy as someone that's homegrown and, We've got to see him kind of grow up into this, and it's been awesome. So I, I really like the bullpen that they threw out there. You yeah. think you think about the O'Day and Wilson signings, and then right. you you look at Loisica and Litke, who I mean, yeah, he had the he had the gave up the runs yesterday, but you know that was the first time in thirteen games that he gave yeah. up. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like Loisica and Litke are who Wilson and O'Day were supposed to be. So. I mean, exactly. Yep. Good job on the, on the Yankees' part for developing these guys or finding them, finding Licky yep. and developing Loisica. So, yep. I think, I think, you don't, you don't, you don't make every shot you take, but you're gonna hit on some of them, and two for four with adding, you know crunch time close game relievers is isn't that bad like adding it would have been nice to have all four hit but loiza gun licky that'll work segueing into game four where licky gives up two runs in kind of the eighth inning and that that ends the game it kind of he gets the loss it's over but um beside that like the bullpen the pitching did a really good job the Yankees just really couldn't muster anything that game offensively and that kind of that felt like you have to like what you saw from hit heel again oh yeah yeah. and I was I have this written down but um you know you're more mad about like the 0 for 11 with Rogers and scoring position than the actual loss because like this wasn't a punt loss on the last yeah. day of a series either. Like yeah. they were trying to win this game. You know they put as good a lineup as they could out there pretty much, and um, you know they they get, they used um, guys who can't pitch well as well. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's just on the offense at that point. 
And they had three, they had, you know, they already had three comeback wins in this series. So here you are, they're trying to come, now they have to try to come back for a fourth. But it would have been nice to be able to put a little bit of a lead out there for heel. But, uh, you know, I, I I was like, dang, another another last game of the series situation. But then you looked at it and you said, yeah, but they tried. This one was one of those that they, they at least were, as you said, Ryan, trying to make yeah. it happen. So. Yeah, I, I think that the issue that we've run into previously was that the Yankees punted the last game of the series and this game, like, even though they lost it, it, it feels different because they tried to at least win. And it just, it didn't work out that day. And what I was, what I was happy about was heel pitched really good without a lead. And that gave me a lot of confidence where in his first game, he kind of, got on top of things and then got a lead. So he kind of just could sit back, relax and just throw. And this game was very different. It was close. It was zero, zero till he left and he still pitched just as good. So, and yeah. he, he might've gotten another inning if, if that boy play didn't happen where no one was covering right. second base. Yeah. That of course that forced him to throw like 15, yeah. 20 more pitches. So, yeah. so, I don't I don't feel as bad about this loss, but I definitely I hope this is a blip and the Yankees can kind of get back on track because they kind of had been improving yeah. with runners and scoring and position and kind of actually driving in the runs and not allowing walks and wild pitches to get their runs. Well, that ended a five-game winning streak, and yeah. and you know, and again, they're playing everybody. Everybody, every non-division game they're playing, they're all they're, they've got an opportunity to win. And so let's just <clears throat> they're taking advantage. They're playing and taking advantage of the teams that they need to take advantage of right now. And yeah. uh, you know, so I and and you know, crazy as it sounds, the <clears throat> somebody was somebody posted on social media yesterday that. If the Yankees continue at the rate they're doing, like they're 20 and 8, if they continue this way through the rest of the season, believe it or not, they actually have a chance to win 99 games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we wouldn't have considered that before 4th of July. <laughs> they're actually like, what, five or six games out of the best record in the American League. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, but it was good. Moving on. I, I think it's crazy that this is where we're at right now. Cause we were, we were talking about the Yankees selling, yeah. And the, I feel like at that moment, it those takes and those comments made sense. But this, this is somehow they found a way to build an entirely different team very quickly, and that's that's all you can ask for. Um, are we ready to go to? Well, quick preview of next week's games, Royals and White Sox. Royals are definitely on the down end of things, so hopefully that'll be a a series win and then playing against White Sox. We had to feel the tr- Dreams game, and that's a really good team that got better in the trade deadline, just like the Yankees with Craig Kimball. We'll see how that goes. I think these the Royals series is a must-win, and I really hope that the the Yankees can win the White Sox series. I think, I think it's it's safe to say that every series is must win. Yep. 
till we have a playoff spot. But uh, I know Brian has to go, so let's get into the Yankee of the week. And this week I have Stanton, who's in the last seven games, is his batting average is 400, slugging is 560. You know, I just think, for me, it was between him and Torres, and both of them are playing really well, but Stanton has what? And the wins, he kind of, let me look up his game logs. In the wins, I think he had two hits in every win and no hits in the losses. Yep. And every win, he had two hits. And in the book and losses, no hits. So I'll take it. That's that's a pretty good week. If Stanton can really start to get it together, and I kind of hinted at it earlier, if the Yankees are, if the Yankees have two of their big hitters hot, this is they're gonna win most of their games. If they get three, MLB should be scared. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, um, the benefits of staying up late to do uh to put this document and the notes together is that you get to pick the the slam dunk yankee of the week and <laughs> i'm gonna go with Luis heel <laughs> I, I, I mean yeah his era is still zero after two major league starts <laughs> and he looks electric out there so yeah easy pick before i went to bed i checked my google docs on my phone so that i could edit and add heel as my yankee of the week and to my <laughs> surprise ryan had beat me <laughs> you gotta you know you, or you gotta text them and say hey i, I clean like i did yeah. last week when i cleaned rizzo yeah so. <laughs> all right um my uh my yankee the week he you know he's he's coming around with the bat a little bit but he's playing really great ball injecting some speed injecting some great defense in the outfield um but joey gallo is uh is my yankee of the week and we we actually had a few to pick from this week which was good but yeah. uh, I, I, even though he's, even though he's, I mean, <clears throat> I love his defense, as you said uh, on our Monday cast. I love his defense much more, Jose, than, uh, and it's so much, so wonderful to know that uh, a guy can, a guy can put a game away from the outfield. So. It's just nice feeling comfortable in the outfield. I felt yeah. comfortable in right. I feel comfortable in left now, which I don't yep. think I've said all season. Yep. Uh, definitely. I just quick shout out to Gleyber Torres batting 417 in his last seven games. And so, hopefully his thumb is okay, by yeah. the way. So, which is something we didn't touch on, but hopefully that is okay and he stays, he can be able to play. Yeah. So, good, good Yankee week, let's just say. So, which makes the Yankee hopefuls even harder. So, I have selected hand washing six feet distancing, uh, masks, you know, the things that we have come accustomed to in this day and age of our lives and living in COVID. I think the Yankees might need to get a little better at it. I know most of them are vaccinated, but uh, it would be nice to have less COVID cases on the Yankees, especially hitting crucial players that we will definitely need down the line. So let's 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 get a handle on that. Yeah. yeah. Wash them hands, guys. Yeah. And get vaccinated if you haven't. So um, yeah. Also, uh, yeah, my my Yankee of the week. Um, we haven't seen Gallo get super like 
go on a tear yet. And I think he's going to at some point. So I'm, this is back to back weeks where I'm picking Gallo as my Yankee hopeful. I'm hoping against a bad team in the Royals, he can start to heat up and have a good, have a good series against the White Sox. Yeah. All right. So with Rizzo now down with COVID and we wish him the well, and, and you know, with his history of cancer and things, you know, the, the, the tough part is people can be kind of shallow with social media and stuff where they're like, Oh man, well, how did he make Mexico? Guy has had, he's a cancer survivor. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I will tell you as a cancer survivor, you, you worry about all this stuff. Okay. Um, you know, and, and you have to take, you have to take all the precautions and we've done that. So, but <clears throat> that said, we hope, uh, we hope uh, Rizzo uh, recovers nicely and, and, and can come back strong uh, for us. And I guess he comes back. Uh, late late August, eighteenth, or I guess he'll miss the seventeenth doubleheader against the Red Sox, but he'll be back. But that makes my hopeful look void. Okay, so here's a guy who was on the trading block, and he knows it, and he acknowledges it. He's been out uh, over a hundred games this season, and uh, now it's his time to perform and fill the gap for Rizzo. And I hope he can really perform well. So my my Yankee hopeful is Luke Voigt. Yeah, and that's. That's a good one because yeah. when uh, Rizzo comes back, they'll have to figure all that out. But, uh, yeah, that will be the end of this Tuesday episode of the Yankee Nation podcast brought to you by New York Sports Nation. Uh, let's have another good week, Yankees. Like, that's that's what I'm asking for. And let's – I want another upbeat podcast next week where we're excited about the prospects of the Yankees making the playoffs at least it would be really cool that they got a chance to pass the a's and move into that second wild card spot before we get on broadcast next week or, they got a shot. or boston or yeah boston. yeah yeah or boston yeah yeah oh yeah in the notes you put That's the red right. Sox are playing the rays i i don't know who i want to win those series <laughs> i hope i hope they just tire each other out i hope i hope that yeah let them split and let the Yankees go on a tear. They'll they'll make it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right, guys. Uh, and that'll be the end of this week's podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, next week, Monday around twelve, there'll be a new episode.